You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome back. This is the Light Forge Podcast. I'm Agwita. This is Murps. Hello. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about arena. Not that we have been playing much arena i personally have it. i played a lot during the first week but i think we should talk about arena because i think it needs to be talked about certainly talking about it is better than playing it these days so <laughs> we will uh... we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it but more specifically because look if you ask people i think people are very frustrated um I think it's important to identify why something is bad or feels bad because once again, I think from previous communications with Blizzard, there is a sense from Blizzard that like, oh, the goats just complain a lot and the arena community will just always find something to sort of complain about and they're just kind of angry. Like, you know, they're like, oh, these arena people, these duels people, these wild people, like, you know, they, they, they'll just like never be happy. Um, so let's break it down. Let's break it down to categories. Let's talk a little bit about it. But first, it might be helpful to just get a meta snapshot. So let's talk okay, about that so, first. So first things first, from what we talked about last week, nothing's changed. There's no patch, there's no hotfix, Epic Bug is still in, the meta is still the same as it was before. Yeah, um, let's go through the win rates really quickly, uh, just to see what is new. Um, and right now, uh, Mage is not number one, but really the top three classes are within one percentage point of each other. So number one, we have Paladin at 53.7%. Warlock at 53.2, Mage at 52.9, Demon Hunter is kind of close to them at 51.5, and then there Demon is Hunter a... Demon Hunter has been number three, number four the entire time. Yeah, and then there is a clear gap between Demon Hunter and the next tier, which is Druid, Rogue, Shaman, which is hanging out within half a, percent, a percentage of each other at 47%, mm -hmm. and then you fall a tier below that to Hunter, and then Priest, and <clears throat> Warrior is... Okay stabilizing don't, don't play. at 38 percent stabilizing don't, don't play don't play those. i thought don't play priest i thought warrior was gonna go down to like 36 maybe even like you know closing at 35 but it's stabilizing so good job you, guys you can't you can't drop that far at a certain point it gets really hard to keep losing that much like the rng is just gonna help you win a couple games yes so that's where the meta is right now and let's talk about what are the problems? Let's go beyond the stats, because if you look at a meta, I think most of us will agree there have been better uh, metas in which the top class has a higher winning percentage, right? You might look at this and you're like, okay, Murps, if we just take away, you know, some of the worst classes, let's just take away Warrior, let's take away Priest, and then you have Paladin at not 54% yet. And then mm -hmm. Hunter at higher than 44%. Hey, you know, like, you know, we don't and want to... if you take away Hunter, it's 47 to 54, basically. Right. right? Like, it's a very tight band so, for what Arena's used to. Unless you get absolutely screwed, as in you get Hunter, Priest, Warrior as your choice, you know, you get Shaman, and you're like, okay, it's a 47% win rate class when the highs is 53. That's not so bad. But there is a reason why people just uh, across uh the arena hs your 
favorite arena streamer, whoever that might be, they're very, very frustrated. And I think a lot of people are saying this is potentially, if not definitively, the worst arena meta ever. So let's break down. This is, this is not the worst arena meta ever. Eh. Uh, this is this is not the worst arena meta ever. Uh, what if is you're your talking about metas, um, like just I'm, th- I'm gonna throw a lot of them out there, but basically anything that they fixed in two weeks was worse than this. Like, uh, think so of the hunter secret, the hunter like, the secret. Hunter, meta. I remember that. Like so, so many, right? Like the 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 thing that people aren't mentioning them is because they were clearly bad metas, and they were clearly going to be fixed, and they were fixed. And it is unclear if this meta is going to be fixed. I think people are like advancedly focused on that, even though there's been metas that lasted like three weeks that are way worse than this one. Um, but those metas were everyone was just kind of sitting around being like, "Hey Blizzard, when are you going to fix it? Hey Blizzard, when are you going to fix it?" All the while knowing that Blizzard was going to fix it at some point. No, it's and true. This one, I don't know. Uh, as we've talked about before, TN, the micro adjust person, and really, uh, it seems like one of the only people, if not the only person working on arena left and we don't have adjustments now yeah it, but but the adjustments don't matter right because like we said the class win rates are basically good right uh the problems that stem uh like the problems with this meta are indeed different and let's mm-hmm. let's talk about it a little bit so number one uh the thing i wrote down is the difference between what cards the good cards and your average card slash bad cards because your average card is a bad card really um yes. is very big now and i've said this last week as well i say it during the streams um a night captain hitting these days is more impactful than a night captain hitting in the previous <clears throat> meta and i'll call that mm-hmm. the skullamance meta because really skullamance had its fingerprints everywhere in that meta. It, no, it wasn't the newest one, but so much initiative, so much smoothness in uh, kind of the quality of card that you could either draw or generate from your deck, because that's what Skullmance was all about. And these days, oh man, uh, how many times do you play a four mana four four? Right, quite a quite a decent amount. Six mm-hmm. mana six sixes with like no effects. Um, Mm -hmm. that happens a ton, right? It's like, um, I don't know how many times I had, I was forced to draft and also play that six mana, six, six dirigible, right? Like that, that, uh, Mm -hmm. thing, because it's like, okay, I could pick that or what I'm picking Worgen Greaser. Like I'm not picking Worgen Greaser. Am I picking the one mana Trog thing? Uh, I mean, maybe sometimes I, I I see the one mana trog thing. No, I, I will sometimes pick it, but you know, people are picking it. But sometimes it's way too small, right, for me. So I'll pick the six uh-huh. mana six six instead. That's what the meta is right now, and it, I, I will play my understand. Like a six mana six six was bad even since like the start of Hearthstone. So mm-hmm. we're not just talking about twenty twenty two bad. We're talking all time bad. But and th- that's what happens when you bring in four old sets. That, that, are that old. is what happens. Yes. So, like, people remember, I remember before the sets came out, people were like, oh, MSG, that was a power spike. It's like the top cards were a power spike. 80% of that set was not a power spike at all. And people just remember the ridiculous cards, and they didn't remember that most of the cards were pretty unplayable in this meta. And now we're in this meta, and all the unplayable cards are in the uh, pool, and then we're drafting all of them. And you think, this looks bad. Wait till they fix the epic bug. 
if they ever fix the Epic bug, it's going to get worse. Like, in terms of your car quality. Yes. Um, and what happens when the difference between good cards and your average card is so wide is that a lot of the times it just comes down to who does play that good card first. And once again, we're not even talking about the Yseras or the Anixias. We're just talking about Night Captains here, right? Who who gets to play that Night Captain first to get a lot of good value? And then afterwards, you're like, oh shit, I am so behind. I don't have the Fishy Flyers to come back anymore. I don't have the Smug Seniors to, like, you know, stall, right? That double Smug Senior that was so freaking good at just kind of, like, holding you down in the late mid-game. Uh, I don't have that anymore. And then, of course, some classes have something close to it, which is why they are the way that they are. Um, and you kind of just get rolled over. So that is one of the problems. And, it, like, you also, you know, put in this sort of general feels bad, right? And we'll talk about, like, why these things feel bad. Because everything that I list today will feel bad. Nobody wants to play... Uh, just vanilla minions with no initiatives anymore it's like you know this isn't 2015 hearthstone in which that's sort of the expectation uh people are used to that skullman's kind of play style which is like okay i could either play my fishy now or i can play my fishy later and then delay a little bit these days a lot of the times with a lot of decks you just don't have a choice I'm just playing these vanilla minions. I don't even have a choice of do I use my initiative or not. And the people that are able to even have a choice, um, well, they they are already inherently at an advantage, right? It's like they have the Night Captain. They have, like, the Firelands Portal. Oh, my gosh. That's such a huge uh, difference maker. Um, and then let's go to problem number two, which is the deck by itself is more polarized than ever before your quality is more concentrated in a fewer slash certain number of cars than ever before so the smoothness i was talking about in skullamance right it's like okay like what's the quality of my deck in right some is in the fishy some is in the smug senior some is in all of these cars i can have some draws and everything if you've drafted a lot in this meta, you'll know that even for the above average decks, like significantly above average decks, is it because your average draw, like, you know, per draw, if if I say you, you get like a mulligan, <clears throat> right? Uh, how good is that going to be? Disregarding curve, right? Disregarding curve. How good is the quality of those cards going to be? It's all over the place. As in, you know, you could draw your... Anixia, maybe you drafted it, right? You you could draw something very, very good. Um, and you could just end up with three mana three three, six mana six sixes. That could happen. So that's something that we also see. Even the average above average decks, it's not this like nice little bell curve or uh, anymore. I'm not saying it was exactly like that before, but it's much further apart now, in which even the pretty good decks, it's being held up by two, three, four, maybe a little bit more, um, really good cards. And then you also have the shitty cards that bad decks have, like the absolute shit tier cards. 
Uh, so both of you guys have that. You're just hoping to draw and be able to play one of your really good cards. And if you are able to play that really good card when you're facing the, you know, just average decks or kind of like shitty decks, right? Um, you probably win because that's such a huge swing and those decks don't have it. But what does that depend on? That depends on you drawing it. That depends on you with your shitty cards being able to survive until then. And, you know, we're getting into part of the reasons why the win rate for the class is like, mm -hmm. no, nobody is running away with it, right? And mm -hmm. uh, is Mage very good? Yes, Mage is very good. Warlock is very good. Like, it feels, what, especially when you get to high wins, you're like, wait, Mage is busted. Warlock is busted. Uh, why, why haven't they broken? Why has no class broken 54%? And it's because even the good decks now are inconsistently very good or less consistently good than decks were before in which they smooth it out with like, okay, you know, a, a pretty good 3-4 and then a fishy and then, you know, you, you have all these things. Um, and now it's just like, well, shit, like, uh, you know, I have the Night Captain and they don't, but it's in my deck. So I don't know. Like, we're just kind of <laughs> battling like, crappy vanilla drops until then and maybe they have you know a slightly better swing their bomber rng goes a little bit better maybe they just went first and that was just really good with all the shitty cars that we have uh, in in our decks so that is one of the the main issues as well like even the above average decks and you see this in streams i've experienced it myself i draft a deck i'm like okay i know this is above average uh compared to the meta it goes two wins. You have seen it through like all of the streams. I have experienced it myself. I have like one in three decks where I look at it. I'm like, you know, th this was good, but th it's it's good if you just average everything out. If you just average out sort of like, oh, the, the average tier score of all of these is such and such. But if you look at all the individual scores, it's like, all right, well, below average, below average, really below average, Raid Boss Anixia, which, you know, brings up everything significantly, and then crappy, crappy, average, pretty good, and then maybe like a Firelands Portal, right? And you're like, oh, shit, that's like really good. Um, and remember that all of this is RNG, like strict RNG. Whether you draw a card or not, can't be better at. All players draw cards randomly. So when good decks still have this additional RNG built into it from these bad sets and this kind of just this really wide difference between what a top neutral is and what, a, what your like three worst neutrals are in your deck, when there's that big of a gap, that is just the element of RNG being inserted in a heavy way into every one of your matches. And as we know this about strict RNG... Like, and I say strict, this isn't even bomber RNG, right? There's no way to set it up. There's no way to do whatever. Good players get punished. Your bad players are not going to lose as many wins as good players do in this kind of meta. That's why the people that you see the most frustrated about this meta are people who are actually trying to win. They're the people who are, like, doing decently in the arena. Soft infinite players, infinite players, or, like, I guess... X soft infinite or infinite players uh, these days it's pretty hard to be a true infinite player in this meta um, it's it's the way the structure is set up and if you're a game designer you don't really want things to get here um, and of course things got here because there's no one designing arena 
Like, it's not like any of the Blizzard game designers looked at it and, like, said, I want Arena to be like this. Um, so that, that thought isn't even in there. It's not like they messed up the thought, right, and implemented it poorly. Although they did implement it poorly, too. But it doesn't matter. Even if they implemented it well, same, same, same result, right? This is just what happens. This is a fundamental problem with adding so many old sets in. It's exasperated right now because we just had a recent quality bump in cards and they're adding together these very powerful dragon synergies on top of it, uh, which are some of the most powerful things in Arena historically, if not just the most powerful historical package that's ever been in the Arena, uh, the dragon package. So by adding that and having very few old sets compared to the new sets, this is inevitable. This is not fixable. Yep. Okay, uh, let's go to one other aspect that I think, um, if you are annoyed, this is one of the reasons why you are annoyed. Um, predictability is at an all-time low. And predictability, there's two aspects to it. Uh, number one, it's how much you are able to predict. Like, for example, you think you are ahead on cars, they play Ray Boss, Anixia, or Ysera, and that could be like a five for one or six for one right like that that's not even an exaggeration it could be like a five for one or six for one thing and you're like oh okay well that sucks but like and the second part is um do you even have the ability to predict right to to sort of like care it, it, it's it doesn't even matter if like it never mattered in the first place and why are you thinking about it um and that kind of stems from you playing this vanilla stuff right you play this vanilla stuff and uh you're just like well it doesn't matter like if they have a flame strike i lose if they it's like if they have it i lose if they don't have it uh well i kind of still lose um if i don't sort of like play into it so that just kind of sucks because people want predictability and the ability for them to you know have the space and the space in order to predict right once again, let's go back to the Skullamance meta and talk about why this is important. If you remember in the Skullamance meta, there were plenty of times in which you were just like, okay, because I have the fishy flyers, because I have this generation or something, do I do my mage scribe, uh, you know, put down the mage scribe, play a small spell right now, or because I don't know what I'm going to get, and also I'm just putting down a singular body and then, you know, I, like it's a little bit unsafe. Do I just play the Smug Senior and then I do this? Or maybe I play my Fishy and just remove and don't do that yet. One of them is going to be, uh, you know, a better choice than the others. And if you make a wrong move there, hey, look, at least you you th at, you thought, at least, in, in from your point of view, you had the ability to make that sort of choice. So you had the choice in your hand and you had the space in order to make that choice. That is missing now. So the over the the sort of uh, objective predictability is down, but also just your uh, you know the space for you to actually predict uh, that's also lower, and that just kind of feels bad. People want to play, right? This is why people like sort mm -hmm. of generating you know from Wandi from Maze Scribe, and I I understand if I see you being like actually Murps, I I kind of hate that. To be fair, I kind of hate that too, to that degree, right? Like, I, I don't like Mage Scribe being in the meta, but I think a lot of people enjoyed that, and they want to generate, they want to have that choice, 
there was a lot of space uh, within like the previous meta compared to this meta in which if you remember you, you had that like opportunity you're like oh okay do I generate now do I tempo do I taunt do I remove there was a lot of kind of decisions there and one of them was going to be better than the rest and it's sort of like oh it was rewarding that this worked out or if even if you lost hopefully you say to yourself damn that was too greedy or ah oh, you know i shouldn't have thrown so many minions out there uh and now a lot of the time it's like okay well i only have this one play and it really sucks um or no matter what i don't have initiative so i can't remove that thing so i'm just going to flood out onto the board and if they have it they have it so that's another aspect that, once again, in the grand big umbrella, just makes you feel bad, right? You, you have less of these plays. You just can't predict it as much. Um, so I, I, once again, I'm just trying to break it down, you know, compartmentalize, vocalize exactly why people are not <laughs> liking it. Because we can just sit here and say, oh, this meta sucks, which I think everybody will be like, yeah. And we can all be like the seagulls um, from Finding Nemo and just like mine, mine, and just like, you know, be, be that horde. Uh, but if we want to communicate to Blizzard, I think saying things like this are going to be more helpful. Exactly expressing why this is not just us being like, every meta sucks, and let's apply it to this one. Uh, there are certain special things about this meta uh, that make it stand out more so than other metas. Yeah, uh, I mean, but that's that's assuming Blizzard can do anything with this information, which they can't. I mean, imagine you're a Blizzard dev right now. What are you going to do with this information? Yeah. So nothing. You, you like what? You, you could fix the epic bug. That's not going to make things better, right? That's what a lot of people are complaining about. Uh, it's really not going to make things that much better. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to make things a tiny bit better, but not in the ways that you know super matter. <laughs> Um, you, you can, uh, let's say they had a button to push. The button's almost already pushed because just like by pure luck, right? Like the classes are, are, are kind of even in that sense and there's enough RNG to push the top classes down. So even if they had a button to push, it's not going to do all that much. Um, they, you can ban cards. Would this meta really be better if, uh, your Nixias and your Alexstrasas are banned? A very tiny bit better because... I'm not losing to Anixia that often. I'm almost never losing to Anixia. Right? Like, how often do you lose to Anixia? What, drafted uh, ones, you mean? Yeah, drafted yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you specify you know that. How often do you lose to discovered Anixias? I rarely lose to discovered Anixias either. Even though they appear four times as often as drafted Anixias or something like that. I mean, I, I, I lose to them number. a decent amount. But, I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, if you put all dragons together, I lose to a lot. Right, a Nix. I I get what you mean. Well, if it's well no, you can't you can't put you can't put all dragons together. Sure, because sure. a quarter of the meta is dragons. That's not that's not fair. Uh, that's like that's the whole feature of this meta, right? It's a dragon meta. But I'm talking about the individual cards that they would have a possibility to ban. I lose to raid boss mm -hmm. and Nixia. Like, okay, if a if a run goes like seven wins and beyond no no I no if no if on the average on the average let's say well what's your win rate this this meta now it's like six it's like a flat okay six. so, so yeah. every nine games how many uh, times do you uh, lose to a, a, a nixia like once really yeah i do yeah it's like half for me no 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 no, no. and i think if you ask other people they're much closer to to where i'm at and also i 
I, I, I watch way too much of the Boomer, right? Um, no, he loses to Ray Boss and Nixie a lot as well. Uh, okay, but I just mean your experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have not had that experience in this meta where I'm losing to Ray Boss and Nixie all the time. Um, but, like, if you ban that card, they'll have another pick of another legendary, and there will be some percent chance of whatever, right? And then you have to ban that card from the Discover Pool. Uh, it's like as a Blizzard dev, you don't have levers. No, they're not built into the game. You can't create them in a fast way. There's nothing you can do. So, like, I understand you're trying to like tell Blizzard why this sucks, and uh, you know, um, I'm sure they're more interested in that than just people saying it sucks. But there's still nothing they can do. Like, there's going to be a disconnect between you providing information and whether that information can actually be helpful. You know. And um, it, as far as this meta is concerned, it can't be helpful. There is no way for Blizzard to make this a healthy meta. So uh, That's what we heavily suspected before this meta came about, once we found out what sets are coming in, and that hasn't changed. I think if we're talking about ways that Blizzard can try to solve it, um, first of all, let's toss out some ways that, from our knowledge, um, seems to not be possible. So first of all... Um, adjustments are just not possible right now right um so we take that off the table (coughs) um yes it like we would love for them to take away stuff from discovers but let's i don't think that is really possible i don't know if like at least they haven't done it they haven't done it right they like so i i don't i'm just gonna assume that something is not possible if they've never done it before right um, mm-hmm. And I think the easiest way, I'm not saying this is easy, I'm, I'm saying the easiest way uh, would be, and it was kind of hinted at, and at least explored a tiny bit by Ixar and Cora on Twitter, whether jokingly or not, but it was kind of serious, it wasn't all a joke, um, and that would be a curated list of cards that are available, a, a cube draft, um, but re- really a curated yeah. list. That would it yeah, would so be that the is, that is way. not the rotation system. This it's is what not, I mean because the whole the whole problem is that we have these old sets coming in, and a curated list just gets rid of the ideas of these sets, right? Yeah. Like maybe they just curate from the set, but now you're missing. You you you've solved your problem of needing to play with these old cards that don't belong in the game anymore, and or also these new cards that just don't belong in the arena. Period. Ever. Um, and you can chop a little bit off the top and chop a lot off the bottom, and you'll have a much better meta. Like, I totally agree with that. Uh, yep. But then you're not in the meta, you know what I mean? This is not a way to fix the meta. This is a way to change the entire meta by putting new sets in, right? Because how else would you fix the meta? Just do a new rotation, right? Just do a standard rotation. That'll fix the meta. Uh, I'm not saying Arena is never fixable from this point forward, but I'm saying they can't have these kinds of wild rotations, no, they absolutely they can't. They don't work anymore. Uh, and they did, they barely worked. I would say they didn't even work for the meta before that, but they at least sort of held together. And this one just exasperated things into a whole new level. Uh, this is one of just the worst combinations. You have some of the strongest. Each set that comes out, we're going to be introduced to stronger and stronger cards. That's just the way it is. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. just the way it kind of has to be by their design. Uh, and. If stuff comes back, like, for example, Black Rock Mountain, with the exception of, you know, a, a few cards in there, um, and older, you know, like, um, any sort of old set, it's going to look really bad. We cannot have Worgen Greaser be in the meta. That is not a pick. 
uh, you might as well just, like, if the devs were to introduce a mechanic and it's like, oh, hey, randomly for like 20% of all of your pick slots, they'll just be blacked out, right? How do you feel about that? Do you feel good about getting RNG'd out of like those picks? Uh, that would feel terrible, right? Uh, but that's essentially what's happening whenever you see a working greaser. Uh, and mm. sometimes you will actually just kind of, I mean, the, the interesting picks are when all three of your slots are like blacked out, right? Mm. Uh, and it feels that and that way. happens a couple times every draft. Right. Uh, and it feels really terrible. It feels uh, really, really bad. So this, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but yes, the only way to kind of save us from this meta is to change the meta. And the easiest way to completely change the meta is a curated card list and i don't know the best way for them to do it because let's face it blizzard doesn't have a great track record of determining the power level of cards you know like i don't know if it would be the same person who made the buckets hopefully not because we can't have somebody thinking nightcrawler is like one of the best cards in the game that that that's just not like you you can't do that um i don't know if you want to toss it to some like you know, uh, content creators, uh, if you want to do a community kind of vote and you know, the community will vote in some meme cards and that's fine, right? You can, you can have some meme cards. You just can't have like too many four mana, four, four, six mana, six, sixes, all of that stuff. Um, I don't know what the best way to do it, but it would be better than what we have right now. And I think it would smooth everything out a little bit more, right? <laughs> Like, I also would not love a kind of um, set or, or rotation in which we only have the strongest cards. I, I, I feel fine tossing stuff in. And I my personal view, and I hope that, like, a lot of people agree with me, is, like, you know, we got to get, like, the Worgen Greasers out. But something like a SI7 Infiltrator that that could stay in right like that's that's great that that's that's fantastic it's like a vanilla thing with a slight upside um that that's great it's not the best and most powerful thing in the meta anymore by far but like yeah like let's get more cards like si7 uh infiltrators but you just can't have the greasers so their problem is and this is why wild rotate like if you go back to why wild rotations exist in the first place and why we're not just in the standard meta is because we were in the standard meta and people complained and that's why we got the wild meta so things can be interesting and uh then we went back to the standard meta for whatever reason and then people complain again and so we got back to the wild meta and every single time we go back to the wild meta things are a mess and every time we're in the standard meta things are a mess for a bit but then they get better like, on average, when you're in the standard meta, the power levels are more even, and you have a playable meta, and you are more in control of it, because at least you have part of the design philosophy kicking in. The problem with the wild meta is that there is no design philosophy kicking in. Not even on a constructive level, on no level, right? So, when you do a curated list, you're essentially having a wild meta, but if you think back to why the wild meta even existed, and still exists now, is that you have to keep changing it. And there's a reason why the wild meta kicks out almost all of the sets every rotation, rather than just one set or two set. It's because that's what Blizzard determined that people actually want, 
And in fact, if you go read up on any comment threads debating the standard and wild meta, that is what people want. That's even what good players want. I don't know why. I've always been a huge supporter of the standard meta and a huge like anti of uh, wild rotations, even from the very beginning. Um, but I know you like the wild rotations, uh, at least a bit, Mervs, and I know that most of the arena community likes the wild rotations. But it's a built-in problem, because once you go into this box kind of rotation set, first of all, you still got to cram uh, the right amount of cards in there, right? Or else you're going to get four copies of every card. So... Um, I don't know, count up all the cards that they put in right now um, and have that be like their floor, their like estimate for how many cards is good to have in the box. Then you have to rotate something like, well, first of all, you can't put all of those in, right? Because the whole point is to get rid of a lot of the bad cards and then, you know, maybe some good problematic cards. Uh, so you have maybe 75% of the cards in. And then you have to rotate maybe 75% of that every two months. So there's a whole system to set up here that goes significantly beyond people just sitting there and be like, which cards are good in the arena? Let's put that, you know, into a box. There is an upkeep element. They have to keep switching around. And whenever they switch it around, which will be once every two months, or I think people want to even potentially like, you know, quicker than that, nobody will know what's going on anymore. Because at least now with a set, I can say, I remember Angoro. I know generally what's in Ungoro. I don't have to actually sit there and go through 130 cards before the meta comes out to be like, oh, this is what's in Ungoro. I certainly don't have to go back and do that with every single one of the, like, five sets that are switching, right, and the one set that's staying the same. I don't have to do that because these sets have names. They have identities. I remember, and I have a crap memory, and you guys know this, and I still remember the vast majority of stuff that's going on in each of the sets. Once you go into these kind of box sets and you're still switching out 75% of the cards, which you have to to keep things interesting, according to Blizzard, according to the arena community, you're going to get chaos. It's going to be impossible to keep track of unless you're the most dedicated of the most dedicated players. Like, this isn't like a magic bullet solution. And to the extent that this is a magic bullet solution, this isn't the easiest solution because the even easier solution to that is just to make a standard. Like, it's already extra work to make it into a box into a box format. And once you make it into a box format, you have to upkeep it, whereas standard upkeeps itself. So, I don't know. I think the easiest way, and this is because I have extremely low expectations of Blizzard. You mentioned, oh, what about, you know, the people who don't know, you know, how good cards actually are in the arena. Let's not have them do that. But who are those people? And who are the people that actually know what's going on in Arena at Blizzard, right? And do you trust Blizzard to identify the correct people who should be doing this? Do you trust the people that actually could, you know, have the skills to do this, actually want to do this? Uh, I think until they actually blow up the Arena, which I assume they're going to do sometime in the next year or so, and replace it with whatever new Arena is, uh, is going to be, you should just let Blizzard use the least amount of effort on this as possible and just focus on making things playable, which is what they're failing at. The making things playable part. And so the box is not the easiest solution. The easiest solution is standard. It's not the most exciting solution, but it does change every two months because there will be a set that is added in and it will change at least slightly. And uh, standard... Especially now, 
when we know what wild is, standard looks better than ever. Like, just, just put us back into the ridiculous swings. Because at least then everyone has the same swings. Is it a better meta than we, 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 what we had like three years ago? No, no, it's not a better meta than that. But it's a much better meta than this one. And we've already talked about how this meta can't be fixed. So, while I would like to imagine a world in which Blizzard can actually put together a box format, change it every two months, and still keep it interesting and still keep it roughly balanced, I have no faith in this. So, why spend the effort, from Blizzard's perspective even, when Standard should work perfectly okay to just keep things moving along until they actually come up with the solution that will actually attract you know new players and like actually be really good and whatever else. I think people would be fine with standard. People would prefer it. People would prefer a lot of things over what the <laughs> people prefer anything is. over this right now. <clears throat> okay, so so that's that's the meta. Uh, I want to get deep into the meta now instead of just analyzing what you know what is wrong with the meta. I want to talk about because there's two things, right? You talk about everything that works in life too. You talk about everything from a game designer perspective, but ultimately you're not the game designer. You're not the game designer of Hearthstone Arena. You're not the game designer of life or whatever society you live in. You're just a player. And as a player, if you choose to continue being a player, which again, you don't have to, you could skip the meta. <laughs> this is one of the most understandable metas to skip. Um, but uh, if you want to be a player in this meta, there's certain things you could do to make your life um, less horrible and to make your win rates either a little more consistent or a little better. And uh, I, I want to attack that a little bit. We're not going to get super deep into it because it's really not, like this is not one of those metas where your actual actions have that much input or even your drafting has that much input to to the wins that you get uh compared to you know even a normal uh, meta not like a good meta in the arena but but there's still things you can do and what i want to focus about is the first big observation for this meta a nixian warder a nixian warder's win rate right now is 58.2 percent night captain is 58.5 percent uh, we are very, very certain always of Night Captain's tier list rating for us, which should be a B plus, and so that should mean a Nixian Warder should be like a B, and we rated it a C, and that is because we heavily underestimated the amount of dragons that are in your hand, and I think we fell into a trap too in our in our uh, analysis that dragons just stay in your hand; they don't get played out. A lot of them are really big, and so. Uh, they're not actually following the normal rules of cards to get played out. But, but that's a smaller part. The bigger part really is that there's more dragons in this meta than we expected. Um, and you can tell that that's the case. I'm not just making this up. Because the fourth best non-dragon synergy card, the fourth best one in neutral, is freaking Scale Rider. This is right next to... If, and when I say non-dragon synergy card, I mean non like, uh, I even count, like, Twin Tyrant. I even count Dragons uh, as, as being non-Dragon synergy. I just mean things that don't explicitly say, like Scale Rider, Battlecry. If you are holding a Dragon, do X, right? So if you just took a look at all those cards, the, the fourth one is Scale Rider. And this card is not good. This is the fourth best neutral... Uh, fourth... 
Okay, not the fourth best neutral, the sixth best neutral. I skipped six. The fifth best neutral. I skipped over uh, an epic card, Bright Eyed Scout. Um, okay, but it is the fifth best neutral, and it is Scale Rider. It's a three mana, three, three. So it's almost never a curve card. And it has Battle Cry. If you're holding a dragon, deal two damage. So for getting two more damage, it loses one stat. And that's not good. So now, if you look at Anixia Warder, for getting four damage, you lose two stats, right? Because Anixia Warder is a five mana, three, six. Battlecraft, you're holding a dragon, summon two, two, one, wolves with brush. And you have a much better chance to be able to play this on curve because you have two more turns to get a dragon in your hand that you don't play out uh, or draw cards or whatever. So if you look at, if you had told me before this meta started, that Scale Rider was going to be the fifth best neutral that doesn't have a Dragon Synergy with it. I would have been like, oh my god. Oh, Anixia Warder is going to be really good in this meta then. Right? Because it, it's all linked. It's all connected. It's Arena. Everything's on a string. So, in this meta, Anixia Warder is at least a B. Probably a B+. Um, and in this meta, what this also means is that there are a lot of dragons and all the dragon synergies are doing really, really well. Well, so here's the thing about um, everything being on a string and uh, kind of... So it's like a mini version of what we talked about um, in kind of like last week in which like, oh, is Drakefire Amulet really good? It's like, well, yes... But no, and then it's more complex than that, right? Uh, something that, like, I didn't really anticipate with Anixian Warder is how much you should, as in it is correct for you to do, um, potentially go down in value by a little bit, even if you don't have the Warder in your draft yet. Like, it's, it's only pick, like, four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you got to go down in value a little bit to pick, I, I, I'm not, you know, obviously it's not even like a primordial Drake and you're just like, oh man, I guess I got to pick a primordial. It's like you picking on volcanic Drake, right? Or, yeah. or you picking mm-hmm. the, the kobold dragon over something actually like pretty decent, or you picking like the, the four mana three, five dragon over like something around the same or even a little bit better right yeah the four mana three five dragon is doing really well yes um, win percentage it's, even though it's a it dragon. still sucks it is a it, dragon it, it, right it is just a dragon it that is, is also a curve card even though it's a bad curve a card. dragon right it, it, it is like like the ability good. is not being triggered in case people are like oh maybe this ability is becoming relevant no the ability is not really any more relevant than it used to be but it is a dragon yeah so one of the things that happens when the meta is this bad, as in your cards are just that bad, uh, is that you should go down in value to get those dragons. So, like, because mm-hmm. typically the, the the way that you would rate a card like this is like, okay, if you draft just like, it's like, okay, I pick the better card, I pick the better card, like, just from the card itself. And then once you get to, like, the middle of the draft where you let's say see the word it's not worth it to pick up anymore or if you pick it up like it, it, it's it's very catalytic right in one way or another but now it's like it is actually correct for you to pick the four mana three five dragon before you even have the warder 
you know, as long as it's like somewhat close, just p get the dragon, right? Get the dragon, good things will happen. Um, because that swing is just that important right now. Like, those mm -hmm. swings are just that good. So, once again, this is the thing. And I see the comment in, in chat as well. They're like, oh, like, um, you know, you were kind of like, if not down, being like, oh, you know, like, it's 2022. Why does that have more stats? And they're like, well, it's it's just amazing as is. No, once again, no, it's not no, amazing. It's because of the dragons. It's because of the dragons and the fact that you should go down in value to take dragons because mm -hmm. the meta is so shit and you having that swing is so much more in fact impactful just you know as an example um if you still had the same number of dragons but something like skullamance was in so once again i'm not taking your dragon so look you still have the same percentage of dragons uh, but you still you also have the stall generation and all, all of that stuff from the skull mans as well. Um, it's nowhere near as good, right? Like nowhere yeah. near as good. Uh, it's just the meta is so shit right now. And also, so we talk about epics being very very good, right? Um, what happens because epics are very very good for mage. What happens with the epic bug in general? Because this isn't something that we talk mm. about, like we talked so much about last week. Um, I don't want you guys to think that, like, oh, it's like, so that just means, you know, spammy is up, right? And it just means, mm -hmm. like, everybody has removal now. No, that's not what it means. Everybody has weird cards. Everybody mm -hmm. is looking for some sort of swing. You are sometimes forced to play normal. But what what will end the game, and this is why people are frustrated, are these random ass swings, right? How many times do you play normal? You play normal, and then they, you play your Storm One champion, and you're just like, I have no choice, and you might think about BGH in the back of your head. Um, yeah, but you still do. But it. you That's still do it, move. and they BGH you. Yes. It's too much to overcome. You lose, and it, so it's like, is it about swings? Yes. Very much so about swings, but totally different from the Skullamance, where, you know, yes. you had choices. You can swing it back and forth, right? Like, it's you, you going, your opponent going, mm -hmm. you going, your opponent going. Just these singular swings are very important. And it's not about you punching back after they punch. It's about just you punching, and then everybody is kind of like, just, just gets knocked out by something like that now. So... It's so interesting what the epic bug does because um, it makes some classes much better than others, but it also combined with these bad sets, right? And everything is tied together. This is all a spider web of stuff. You combine the bad cards with the increased epics, so you just have all this weird shit running around, like, and then you have BGHs and and you have the spammies as well. But the meta isn't full of them, right? It's not. It's not. You know, mm -hmm. it is not the meta that we had before, in which you could see these, or more often see these battles of like i remove you remove it's like you know i set up they remove again i remove i draw i generate they draw they generate we remove each other and then you know somebody eventually wins right um it's these singular kind of big swings and you just have to you know we talked about night captain you just got to hit that one night captain for you to get like significantly ahead you just got to hit that one warder and you're significantly ahead 
And yes, you will remember the games in which it's like, oh, but they played the Enixir and everything. But like, man, if you just look at the times that the Night Captain hits, the Warder hits, and, and the pressure that that generates immediately for most decks out there, um, it's crazy. It, it's it's so crazy. And that's why Warder, uh, it is worth for you to invest in something like that because it's a vanilla meta that still relies on swings. I think that is mm -hmm. a great way to put it. It is a yeah. vanilla meta that is very swing oriented, but you oftentimes don't get the ability to punch back and that is really crappy. But it also means like, yeah, draft a warder, reach quote unquote for the dragons but it's not even a reach right like it like if it's if you're doing this that means so it's not here's, really i'll, much I'll tell you the anymore. exact line of the reach and when you should reach for a dragon you should reach for a dragon if the cards you were going to pick is worse than a yeti anyway yeti is the line because you can talk about all the swings in this meta but there are so many bad cards and the only way to win this game that does not revolve around you having the most insane cards and also being able to draw them is to actually push tempo and get face damage early. Yeah. That is the only way to win. And we said this last week, and I'll say it again here, Yeti's win rate is at like a historic high for the last like four years. There is no meta that I can remember in my mind in the last four years that is better for a Yeti than this one. And you would think, wait, 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 hold up. That means we're all like on the ground doing these little mini trades and getting little bits of values and having a matter, right? That's why Yeti's good, right? No, that's, that's, that's not what's happened. What's instead happened is that the Yetis allow you to do the thing that you need to do to win, which is to be able to generate a little bit of extra tempo and then push to the face. Because this game doesn't really end on like turn like six or even seven usually. This game ends on like eight or nine. So if you just like win the game before eight or nine, you can still win the game without a ridiculous amount of cards. And yes, you will still be wrecked sometimes by their knight captain. That's really good. Sometimes they'll play an Anixian Warden and get a ridiculous amount of temple. Sometimes they have spammy and you just lose, right? But that's a small percentage of your games. A much larger percentage of your games. If you're the one pushing and they're the one trying to get to their Anixia, you never see their Anixia. This is what I mean by I don't get beat by Anixia. Because I win before Anixia, or I'm already dead before they need to play Anixia, so they're just not, like, slamming it, maybe. I don't know. But I do not see Anixias, because turn 9 is a very dangerous turn to be on unless you have an Anixia, unless you have a Ysera, unless you have, you know, RMH. Mage. Um, but if you're any other class doing any other things, like, that's why Priest is so bad, right? I played a Priest run. Um, it was so awful. Like, just, you can feel like you can never win. Why? Because you were still trying to get to the end game, and so if you don't have one of those ridiculous cards that you're not favored to get as Priest, you, you can't really do anything. You just, like, hang out until you die. You have zero win conditions. Most other people just have better cards than you, and you're going to, like, almost the end of your deck, so they're gonna top deck their card at some point. Uh, it's just, it's a pretty terrible feeling. So, so that's, that's what you should not be doing right now, right? You should not be playing as if you were a priest, even if you're not a priest. And if you look, why is Paladin all of a sudden ahead now, right? Isn't Mage the best class? Mage is still the best class for 
the high rolls. Mage is still the best. Not, not even the higher. Paladin high roll is pretty high too. But Mage is the best class for that playstyle where you hang around, do nothing, and you let your good cards win, and it requires very minimal amounts of skill. Right? Everything's reactive. Everything's waiting. The more cards everybody sees, the better, because the higher percent odds you have of seeing all of your good cards. Um, you know, and then throw some RNG into it on top of that. But Paladin not only has some good top-end cards, but also is good at getting that early game tempo, which prevents it from dying in the early game and allows it a good base to push the mage in the early game. Like, this is why Paladins are doing so well now, and this is why if you track the win rate of something like Spammy, it's going down from the first week. Because in the first week, everyone's like, what? Spammy? And now people are like, I'm thinking some people are playing around it. I still don't play around Spammy, um, at least until turn 7, but usually just like, never. Um, but it's it's less effective than it was when it was surprising everybody. Because it's no longer a surprise now. You're kind of expecting it. Usually you can't play around it, right? Almost always you can't play around it. But sometimes you can. And so Spammy's win rate's going down because of it. So... All this, like, pushing thing for the early part of the meta means Yeti is up, Spider Tank is up, Croc is up. What's a super important card in your deck right now if you are not a mage and, and or don't have ridiculous cards? River Croc. Pick your freaking River Crocs. And what happens if you get below that River Croc line? That's when you want to start getting the dragons. That's when you want to start investing in any possible synergies for swings whatsoever. Yep. Right? Um, dragons are the easiest one because everyone has access to them and they're quite good. But cl classes have their own synergies too, right? Or you may have just happened to draft a card that could start a chain of synergies. Uh, go, go for them. When cards are bad, like Merp says, when general quality of cards are bad, it makes more sense to go for it. Just don't go for it unless you've fallen below the perfectly good, even in this meta line, which the Yeti is on. It, it's, it's above. Mostly because that's how you win with a subpar deck. And if you have a good deck, right? Like, you're, you're, one is in, is that you're fine just doing a normal drafting strategy. You don't have to do anything, like, special or whatever. But also, too, recognize that oftentimes you're still going to lose because, you know, it's all it's all based on RNG and card draw uh, these days. Um, so you could have the good cards. You just don't draw them. You draw your crappy cards. But what are you going to do? Um, yep. But yeah. So it's, it's that line, it's that tension, right? You need to set up for your Anixium Warders in the draft, but you also need to make sure you have your Crocs, you have your Spider Tanks, you have your Yetis, because that's how you lose less. Yep. And, and, and let me tell you guys, you know, we're talking a lot about swings, and uh, some of you might be thinking, it's like, well, you know, for those lucky individuals who get enough dragons, uh, for those, like, you know, luck boxes who are able to draft the BGHs and have a hit. Um, look for swings wherever you can. I, I can tell you right now, do you, do you know what card I think uh, is being slept on? And uh, certainly whenever I watch um, some streams, uh, I think they underrate it. Crazed Alchemist. I think Crazed Alchemist is mm -hmm. great in this meta. And Kooky Chemist is in this meta, too. I, I know, but people have always thought Kooky was oh, great, right? Okay. Like, or if not great, like, very good. Um, but no, like, Crazed Alchemist. Oh, man, whenever I see that, I'm like, so good. Like, uh, if not a premium card, then, like, one that I'm very, very happy to take. Uh, because those are the swings that you're looking for, right? Like, I want that two-mana 
I, I, I will say most of the time it's better than a two mana Dark Iron Dwarf, you know, like, you know, for the stats, right? Two mana for two, two, four mana for four, four. And it's even much better because there's just polarized things and you want to bust that expectation of either the damage that you can deal or how stable slash fragile their own minions are. Mm-hmm. Look for those. Like, I, I don't think there has been a better meta for something like a Crazed Alchemist. Like, Crazed Alchemist uh, win rate for, like, slightly above average players is almost as good as a Yeti. And Crazed Alchemist is a card that, you know, will get better the, the better you are because it has more potential uses if you're on the board than if you're not on the board, right? Um, so, uh, and, and for those who are like, oh my god, I take every BGH effort, it's the best card in the game. These are above average players that are getting these HS replay stats. Um, and obviously BGH is worse, the better of a player you are. So if you're better than like a 4.5 win player, BGH's win rate is like a tiny bit above Yeti right now. It's the same as like a nesting row, which I'm surprised is at such a high win rate, to be honest. Um, that taunt is important. Yeah, taunts are very important now, and there's not that many taunts uh, in this meta. But they're also around the same level as the the 4-mana 3-5 dragon that we keep talking about, Dragonkin Sorcerer. Dragonkin Sorcerer's win rate is better than a Yeti. Oh, yeah. Um, It's it's the same, essentially, as a big game hunter. Um, (laughs) This is the meta we're in. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, it's 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 very it's very tilted but but don't don't like look a bit like i don't want people especially good players right if you're like a average player like fine big game hunter is actually probably quite good but if you're an average if you're like a above average player don't fall into the trap of thinking big game hunter is actually like a really good card it's like kind of an average card to like maybe a little bit above average card in your deck like it's fine and when people complain about it, they're just complaining about the fact that it's a giant swing. But it's not... Like, I keep saying this. Four mana is Assassinate. Four mana is Big Game Hunter. This is an Assassinate with a condition, and you also get six stats on the board. That's not, like, a ridiculously weird or whatever card. Like, I don't think this is worthy of all the complaints that this card gets. Like, I don't know. But either way, right, even if you think that the swing is just so big and whatever, it's not that good of a card. It's worse than, like, an Elven Archer. Like, an Anoyotron. Yep. A friendly bartender. I'm, like, just listing cards that beat it in stats. Definitely worse than a Mad Bomber. Oh, so much worse than a Grim Necromancer. Like, I'm just naming totally normal cards that you wouldn't be like, Oh my god, this is so much better than a BGH. It, it is. It, it really is. All right. Um, I think that's enough about the meta. Once again, I think it's important whenever the community complains about something to be able to vocalize it in certain ways. You don't want to just say it's the worst meta and just get out your pitchforks. It's very important to identify what makes this meta different. What are the factors that we want to avoid in the future to Mm -hmm. have these sorts of complaints Um, and what can we potentially do to make things better? So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that we can just have more nuanced conversations about this. Uh, These days, I don't post on Arena HS anymore, really, but I do read what's going on there. I check in every now and again. So, if you do visit there, if you can direct the conversation towards, you know, talking about specific 
attributes or characteristics of the meta instead of just saying, well, this sucks. Or, you know, I go on there as well and I just see it's like, oh, mages are the reason that I hate this meta so much. Dragons, just in general, are the reason that I hate the meta so much. That's not accurate. I, it's, it's, it's not. Like, you have misidentified... Uh... I think dragons is still pretty accurate. Yeah, but not not not, not in the way that you're you're thinking about. Like yes, but no. Um, I so I, because we know that Blizzard does read a, uh, like not just Arena HS. Like they they compile sort of a, like they've confirmed this before. They compile mm-hmm. uh, stuff from social media and Reddit and everywhere just to get a pulse on things. So if you're just like, well, it's pointless. Uh, it could be, but at least they read it. <laughs> um, so definitely keep the conversation alive. And the most important thing is like nuance, right? Like let's um, let's bust through this, whether they actually believe it or not, this perception that it's like, oh, arena people will just keep on complaining about whatever. Like there'll always be something to complain about. And it's like, well... I, like honestly, for the past like two and a half to three years, we've been really like I think definitely on average more positive than negative. If you just like tick off each podcast and go like, are they overall positive about the uh, the what's happening or overall negative? I think we've been fifty percent plus positive compared to negative. Um, I, I know we're not like the only voice in the arena community, but I feel like we are normally seen as one of the more complaining ones. We haven't been that complaining, but sometimes things are bad. I mean, oftentimes things are bad. That's why I drew the line at 50%. I think it's easier to paint people as more critical or more complaining if they're talking about it for an hour. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's just the way it is, right? But, like, other people are unhappy, and they their level of unhappiness might even exceed ours because, yeah. let's face it, they got to play it more. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, they're not breaking it down and, and it's like, okay, these are exactly the reasons and blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, well, they're not talking about it for an hour straight. So obviously they're happy about it. Right. It's like, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Um, and in fact, I mean, you know, I mean, we know, so <laughs> we're, we're not guessing here. We, we, we talk to these people and we watch them and we listen to them. And then also people come into our chat and tell us what these people think too. So yeah, <laughs> I think we have a pretty good pulse, uh, just even like passively about uh, where uh, at least the, the the most frequent arena streamers are on on any particular meta. All right, um, so I think that's enough. Uh, we, we've talked about it more. If nothing happens, I don't know what more there is to say about it. For example, the next week, um, we haven't even touched on BGs yet, in which BGs is not in a great state. Uh, I can so I told you earlier on today. This is well. This is where I want to point and be like event meta. I told you so. Well, no, I mean, I, I, uh, this is exactly what I said would happen. I'm like, if they don't yeah, yeah, change yeah. it, right? I, I, I'm not, I don't mean like you, as yeah. in like you specifically like you know merps i mean you as in like all the people who are so positive about this whole buddy thing because i don't know how well, no, well, i don't know how many people were but they were positive about it's like oh new stuff i think almost everybody identified it's like okay they're gonna balance it right it's like that meme like the you know that star wars meme and you have mm-hmm. like natalie portman 
it's like, oh, but you're gonna balance it, right? And Blizzard just like silence, like you're 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 gonna balance. But like, it, I was right? pretty sure that they can't balance it, <laughs> and I don't know why people thought they were gonna balance it because again, they can't balance it. It's not like a, oh, Blizzard's just not trying to balance it. It's like Blizzard's in the insert doing their own stuff and being like, oh, we can't do anything about it. How could this have happened? Why was this not foreseeable? I'm sure somebody raised it and they were like, nah, we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, this is on, on the BG side. This is my big I told you so to the whole BG community that was like, oh, I, I, this is yeah, generally a positive thing. This, things are going to be good. This I if told they you do so these, is, e I don't, even I if they do these things, right? Like, you know, if they do A, B, and C, and I'm sitting there being like, okay, well, A has a 25% chance of happening. B has a 2% chance of happening. And C can't possibly happen. Even like we even know this before it launches. So why are you saying this is going to be great if A, B, and C? That's what I feel like the whole BG community was doing when this whole thing was launching. And I'm like, these are very unrealistic expectations. But I don't know. Maybe these people have inside information and they really think Blizzard's going to do all this. But I don't see it happening. Um, and, and I assume that Blizzard cares a lot about BGs, right? Like, And they've shown that they cared a lot about BGs. Even then, I just don't think it's within the capabilities of a game designer. Like generally right like not not just not just blizzard like it was a a tall ask for for fixes in such a short period of time anyway we can talk about bgs next week if you want or we can just i don't know we'll figure it out well we'll figure it out uh until then um and hopefully there's an arena patch coming or a hotfix on, on the epic bug or whatever like at this point i think it's just even if you just if they just fix the epic bug it doesn't make things that much better It'll at least be a different meta. So it'll at least like be a little more interesting for like a week. Uh, and, and it'll hopefully fix it going forward too. So I think it's a worthy investment of their time, right? But anyway, until next week, this is Adwita. This is Murpsy, guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week. <laughs>